You are listening to Zeal Fear House. I am your host, David Murray, and I'm joined with Dorothy Carruthers. Her focus here is on our relationship with our Heavenly Dad and all aspects of His kingdom, moving in greater intimacy with Him. Additional teachings, books, and articles may be found on my website at www.dwmurray.com. That's dwmurry.com. Again, thanks for joining us, and let's get rolling with this week's broadcast. Good evening. Uh, thank you for joining us here again at Blog Talk Radio with uh, Dorothy Crothers. Uh, I am joined with Dorothy Crothers. This is David Murray, and I guess if we'd had the name for this particular broadcast, these programs, they're called Zeal for Your House. It's the same as uh, my blog. Uh, Dorothy, how are we doing tonight? We are doing okay. Well, Just I'm a little excited. restless, like I said before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pray into that with you and see what's what's going on and see what you're picking up, Dorothy. Um, I sometimes get that. And usually at, at, at late at night, guys, a lot of times the Lord will have me up and he talks about things. And a lot of times it's just, you know, um, kind of his – he's just so awesome. You know, he knows I'm really busy during the day. And so we talk during the day a lot. But a lot of times when he gives me the really heavy things – He'll uh, give me some impressions during the day, but uh, I'm I'm very busy at, at, between work and, and the body of Christ in general, you know, between counseling and discipleship and things like that. You know, after work, it isn't so really late at night till after my whole family's in bed that I, I get up and I, I walk the halls with the Lord and, and we kind of sit and, and uh, I listen, he speaks, and then he listens while I ask questions and share my heart and we go back and forth with that and and so I'll pray into what's rumbling around with you, Dorothy. But guys, I am so excited to bring this forth. Uh, you know, it's, it's, what is it, Dorothy? I guess it's going on past three years now um, since I first began, you know, uh, being invited to get on these broadcasts. Uh, I know my, my, my blog, I started back in December of 2014. And guys, the reason why I'm going to go back in time, because one of the things that's very important, we're going to talk about prophetic insights for 2019. And for a couple of years, I held off on using the word prophecy um, because many in the body of Christ that were tuning in really couldn't hear it. Um, we could not, um, we weren't ready to hear things for what they were. We weren't really ready to, um, to receive and restore some of the reality as what Holy Spirit has given us and placed inside of us. And so we'll get into the gifts and callings and things like that. But the bottom line is Ephesians 4.11 says that he gave prophets, apostles, pastors, teachers, um, elders, and all the different gifts of the Spirit to the body of Christ until we all come up to the full image of Jesus Christ. Right? So the, the end game for the body of Christ is for a generation of believers to come up so that we as one accord come into the full stature of Jesus Christ. That means when the times are darkest, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the scriptures say, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against them. So right off the bat, guys, for those of you that are tuning in and hear people talk about how dark things are getting, um, we should be recognizing that there will be brothers and sisters in Christ to the right and to the left of you that will shine with the radiance of God's glory. Isaiah 60, 1 through 3, 3 makes that very clear. Uh, in fact, let me read that. 
Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you, and the Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Guys, that, that has not been fulfilled. That has be, been begun with the new covenant. The beginning of that started with the new covenant. It did not end there. We have not seen the full fulfillment of Isaiah 60. And Isaiah 62, too, talks about a similar things, that all of the earth will see the glory of the Lord. And the way that's done is, is described in Ephesians 4.11, into the revelation of the new covenant, that we will all come into the full statue and measure of Jesus Christ. Guys, we're not there yet. And that's part of what God is moving us toward in 2019. He's moving in this generation to move toward things that are on his heart to prepare us for an end times harvest before the sin that is in this earth and the darkness that's in this earth is judged once and for all. Guys, judgment is coming upon sin and upon the darkness and the demons that govern over this realm. But before the fullness of that happens, the saints will rise to the point where the kings and presidents and leaders of all over the world see the radiance of born-again Christians. It has already begun in the areas where there are people being martyred, where the body of Christ is moving in great power and authority in parts of the world with this persecution. The United States and, um, and some other countries won't get into that, but the United States is lagging in that area because we have not. Um, allowed the grace by and large that this nation that we've had the grace to change and the grace to seek God's face and to begin to gather together in the ecclesia um, we really we're kind of out of we're moving with a disjointed hip like Jacob did when he had his presence with the Lord when he met with the Lord and he had a limp afterwards where we too are limping and I hope that these insights that I give help to you guys take them back to the Lord right? Pray into them. Every one of us has the Holy Spirit into them. In the old covenant, prophecy was judged by whether it comes to pass. That is not how we do things in the new covenant. It is not done that way. In the new covenant, we all have the Holy Spirit. And the scriptures say when, when um, now I'm not claiming to be a prophet, but we all are called to prophesy. It just simply means, guys, prophecy. You know this. For those of you that have listened to me the last few years, you know I go, I go over this again and again on broadcasts and on my blog. The word prophecy means the heart of God revealed to man. Hidden things revealed, divine things revealed. Guys, that's it. That's it. And when one of us in the body of Christ shares some things that's on God's heart, we have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will bear witness to how much of it is accurate and how much of it is passing through our own hurts or what we call our unfinished business. It is not difficult, guys. And I'm saying that to encourage and excite you guys. We have the ability to bring, God wants to touch our minds and bring clarity, focus, peace, and healing in this generation. And that's some of the things that he's doing. Let's go back a little bit, guys, to understand where we are in 2019. I'm going to take us back to the 1990s. I spoke about this on my blog. It was a prophetic warning to the uh, Australian prophets. Um, and it was my latest blog that I did, Understanding the Times 2019, a call to the Australian prophets. And so I go into more detail on that. I won't repeat too, too much here. 
Um, so I welcome you guys to go into the blog, but I'll give an overview. Guys, what happened is if we look at the history of what God has done in this nation, there's been periods of his hand has moved. There was revival coming from within the body of Christ. We were reviving into greater intimacy. We would backslide. Darkness would start to creep in because the church stopped being the light. So the lost didn't see the light. The lost stopped seeing the radiance of God's glory. They stopped hearing about the good news. They stopped seeing it in power and signs following. The body of Christ, God would raise up some people that would lead the body of Christ back to repent and to return to his heart. And that cycle would repeat all throughout the almost 300 years of, of the nation's history. We'll go back to one segment of that, guys. In 1990, in the 90s, in the 80s and into the 90s, the, those that were seasoned, mature people, that their, their job was to correct the course of action that was taking place in the body of Christ. They began being told, you are not going to speak from a lot of our podiums or platforms. We're not going to let you speak because it's uncomfortable. We don't want to hear about where we need to turn, get away from some of the excessiveness and self-centeredness of our lives. Self-centeredness. doesn't matter where we gather or if we don't gather. What God always addresses is self-centeredness. And the prophets got, began being kicked out of many fellowships. didn't matter where the fellowship was. I'm not talking about four buildings church or a home fellowship, whatever it was, it doesn't matter. They were told, you want to talk, you have to behave, or you're not going to be allowed to speak. Guys, during around that time, the 80s into the 90s, the Lord began calling upon the body of Christ to come out from institutional religion. And a mass exodus took place from the 90s into the 2000s. The purpose of leaving institutional religion was to come out and be alone with him, to gather in homes, to gather organically, to gather to Christ, and to begin to heal, to mature, and to begin the process, the biblical process of discipleship, where the older ones in Christ that understood righteousness would teach that to the younger generation, the lost would be brought into the church, the living church, and that cycle would be repeated. Here's what happened, guys, by and large. During the past 30 years of those that continued to come out, and I was among those waves, the late 80s into the early 90s, 18 years old, and the Lord began placing upon my heart, I had questions, burning questions I couldn't get answered. And the Lord said, come away with me. And so I spent some of that time, like many people, many in the body of Christ did. Here's what happened, guys. We got derailed. Those that came out of the institution, instead of healing, instead of learning identity, instead of learning that we are fully loved and pleasing to God unconditionally, what we began doing is getting self-centered. We, would, we started to get more and more bitter when the, those that were still fellowshipping in institutional church um, spoke ill about us and and, and were backbiting and were gossiping about us, we didn't heal and forgive them. We became bitter and fearful. And we started looking forward to the return of Jesus so that we can execute our hurt and pain upon the people around us. And guys, that's the hard truth. That's the hard truth. Those that were meant to call out and to be elders and shepherds 
did not shepherd according to God's heart by and large. And so now we're going in 30 years later where many of us are not dialing into to lessons about how to hear his voice, how to more effectively minister the gospel, share the goodness of God. How do I move in words of knowledge and, and gifts of healing? How do I learn to hear the word of God and prophesy and speak over my neighbors, over my brothers and sisters, fellowshipping in my home? For many of us, we're outside of any type of fellowship. And guys, the answer for that is go bring someone to Christ. Become a disciple to someone in your workplace, in a gas station, in the supermarket, at the deli, street corner, in your work. Bring someone to Christ. Now, guys, please hear me. Let me back up for a second. There's no condemnation in this. I'm simply outlining what took place, and we can go back every 50 years, but we're going to start here in the 90s. The body of Christ was meant to release from religion. The institutional system was meant to break down completely. Instead, some resisted, and they stayed in the institutional system, and they backbit, that's a real word, (laughs) were backbiting and slanders of those who came out. Those that came out, instead of reforming to Christ and seeking him and healing, became very bitter and angry and scareful. And we we lost sight of doctrines. We lost sight of being grounded in the Lord's love, grounded in the wisdom of, of the nature of Jesus Christ. And so here we are, guys, 30 years later. Let's let's talk about some things that we've talked about. Just I mean, that I've watched, I've watched the last 30 years. What's gone on? It's only the last uh, five years the Lord has called me out of that wilderness to begin teaching and raising up disciples. And I'm doing the best that I can to do that to the fullest of my ability. He's still doing a work in me. He's going to continue to do a work in me. And I'm not perfect. But guys, in the last five years, this is some of the things that I've listened to and I've addressed as tenderly but as openly as I could in the past five years. Clinton's being the Antichrist, the Pope being the Antichrist, Obama being the last president, he's the Antichrist, the ends are coming, the rapture's coming, the blood moons being a sign that judgment was coming, the economic collapse was coming, the harbingers were, were upon us, economic collapse coming, the uh, eclipses, next sign, world is ending, we're going to be conquered, United Nations is coming in, we're going to FEMA camps. Then came Trump. Trump is now the last president. He's the Antichrist. Then there was World War III in Korea. It was the end. World War III was coming. So that's three, seven, about nine. Talked about after Trump, World War III was coming through Korea. Right? And I addressed that. And, and, and so there's about eight or nine things off the top of my head, guys, that, um, that just in the last couple of years, a few last four or five years, and every time the church, the wounded, hurting, scared, self-hating and hating of others, right? The condition of our hearts in the church, we kept just waiting. Yes, Lord, finally bring your wrath and your anger and your hatred toward those who don't turn. Guys, that's not the heart of the father. He says, well, we were sinners. He died for us. He sent his son. Right? Here's my point, guys. When will we stop looking for the next thing? Guys, he's coming. He's coming back. But he's been sharing what's on his heart to those that will listen. There's a season and time for everything. Guys, were the blood moons and the harbingers and eclipses, were they signs? Yes. They were not signs of economic collapse coming. 
They were signs that were meant to be for the body of Christ to get into alignment with other things on his heart, but we've missed it. We don't want to hear it many times. We've turned to the, the teaching, the winds of doctrine, and tickling our ears. You know, I very rarely will quote someone, but I will quote David Wilkerson. I, expect, I respect that man immensely. I respected him when he's alive. You respect him now that he's gone on to be home with the Lord. And he said, a time will come when the body of Christ will go and listen to the things that tickle the sin that's in their heart. They've got idolatry in their heart. They'll go to a preacher that speaks idolatry. And those preachers now, guys, are on blog talk radio. They're on YouTube channels, and they're on blogs. In addition to wherever, we, wherever they are in institutional or the, the building system, it doesn't matter where we gather to, guys. It's what we gather to. And he's calling us to repent of this. He's calling us to come into alignment with his heart for this season. The end of the earth is not coming this year, guys. I've said this the last five years. I've, I've attempted, as much as the Lord has allowed me to share, conditional prophecy and what he was meant to do at each crossroads. Remember, guys, prophecy 99% of the time is conditional. I've taught on that. I blogged on that uh, on my website, on dwmurray.com. I talk um, Deeper Communion Part 3, I think it is. It will, I, I do a teaching on understanding conditional prophecy and what is our responsibility. So there are things that were signs, guys, but we have to watch what we're guarding. If we're, if we're tuning in more to judgment and sin and hatred and wrath, more than we are about the things that uh, are in his heart. I talked about that last week, guys. What did the scriptures say? Those that are remaining or the remnants, those remaining faithful to Jesus' commission, Jesus' words on the earth ministry of what he shared with us. doesn't mean we don't have salvation, guys. It means we're out of alignment with his heart. 2019, it's, I, mean, it's, I talked about this in 18, is in full swing now. Guys, it's a, seal, a season of healing and building of relationships. Guys, that's what 2019 is, is, is what he's doing in the body of Christ. That does not mean there will not be economic troubles. That does not mean we'll not see some things that are concerning. Right? That's the reality. Jesus says in the end times, you know, there will be wars and rumors of wars. The United States has not been without conflict since World War II. The United States has had soldiers in active combat somewhere all over the world continuously since World War II. Look it up. I'm taking my word for it. There will always be wars and rumors of wars because we are in the end times since the day of Pentecost. Jesus said, we're approaching it. We're in it. He's coming back soon. But our timing can't come and won't come according to our own anger and hatred and shame and self-loathing. Guys, I see all over blog posts on YouTube, Lord, please have mercy on me. I pray I'm counted to be one of the remnant. You can't ask him for that. He, he, he said what those that remain faithful to his heart are. And we outlined them last week. If you're not, guys, there's no condemnation. It doesn't mean that you're going to fall under the judgment of the lost because that's not what the scriptures say. It simply means we won't experience the fruits and the gifts of the spirit. Galatians 6.8 says, whatever we sow to, we're going to reap. And we reap it in a multiplied fashion. That's how the kingdom works. That's how the realm of the spirit works. If we sow to the demonic realm through anger and hurt and pain, we will reap a hundredfold harvest of that demonic sowing. It's the same with the kingdom of light. 
And in the end times, we will see a, the, a great distinction. We talked about this in 2016. The Lord was making a divide between the body of Christ that would continue to give in to their own anger and shame and refuse to acknowledge his love for his children and those that want to go deeper in with the Lord. And I am beyond honored and blessed of the feedback that I've gotten all over the world, but especially so in this country, of those that, that have shared with me the healing and the intimacy and the love that's replacing fear and their vision and their vibrancy. And, and, and as they began seeking the scriptures and meditating on who they are in Christ and how that began delivering them from sin, and they're beginning to fellowship and gather, and, the, and the, the home fellowships that are gathering all over this nation. Guys, if you're not a part of what he's doing in this hour, I implore you, get plugged into his heart. world's not ending this year, guys. Time. The signs will be there when it is. And one of the signs that we know we will see, according to Ephesians 4.11, according to Isaiah 60, Isaiah 62, is the body of Christ will be a beacon of blinding light. When you see the body of Christ moving in unbelievable signs and powers to shake the lost from their demonic bondage, you will know the end times are near. You will know Jesus' return is at the foot of our door because the body of Christ will be shining with the manifest express glory of God upon them individually and corporately. We are nowhere near that. This generation has an opportunity. We have an opportunity to be a part of that or to die out in the desert wilderness with our souls never restored. And God will raise up another. And that's what he's doing right now, guys. What he's doing right now, they're not out there yet. They're not come yet. But there are many prophets of God that will move in the spirit of Elijah and John the Baptist. And they will speak on many of the things that I'm sharing with much more power and authority. And they will encourage the body of Christ with <laughs> signs following to seek the Lord with all their heart. And you will see fellowships gathering. You will see true discipleship gathering. You will see true apprenticeship uh, taking place. And you will begin to hear of the body of Christ reviving to exceed the glory of the first century church. Guys, what's on his heart right now that's continuing on in 2019 is he's inviting this generation to become part of that, to become forerunners of that. It's a time of gathering. We're meant to gather together to Christ. We're meant to heal. And he's raising up a new life and new breath in the body of Christ. Um, there's new life being raised up, guys. He's inviting us to take part of it. It's a season of grace. Guys, I've shared with some of the things that are on God's heart regarding to, to Donald Trump. It doesn't matter what we believe about him. The reality is, is God has given us eight years of grace. Donald Trump will get reelected. Many of us have already squandered the years he's been in office already, where if we had a different presidential um, uh, cabinet, there would be much more oppression on the body of Christ. But that's grace because Father God knows that much of the body of Christ, those that are hurt and wounded, could not handle it. 
we would turn our backs on the Lord Jesus Christ. We would begin backsliding to the point where our hearts would grow terribly cold in fulfillment of Matthew 28, 24:18, I think it is, where the love of many will grow cold. He's giving us a period of relative rest. Guys, we're still dealing with, with uh, sexual issues. We're dealing with light and darkness all around us. That doesn't mean we can't stop being the light. Right? We're going to be tested. We're meant to show forth his glory and love. We can't do it if we don't know how much he loves us. Many of us don't think God truly loves us. We think he loved us enough to die for us, and suddenly he turns schizophrenic, and he's angry with us all the time. Guys, this is the doctrine of demons. We need to get back into the Gospels and get out of the book of Revelation and Daniel and Ezekiel. Guys, please hear me. This season is a time of grace. It will not last forever. And it does not mean there will not be challenges. We are meant to exercise our faith in the midst of challenges. But it's a very controlled, safe period of time for the body of Christ to begin to heal and mature and begin to move in power. Guys, it's so important to understand conditional prophecy. It's so important. You know, God, it's just Holy Spirit so faithful. Hey, guys, I was listening. I know that there's some that would want to mark this down. David Murray said on March 15th that Trump would be president. He wasn't. David's a false prophet. One, I'm not claiming to be a prophet, but I am speaking the heart of the Lord forth, guys. That's our job in the body of Christ. And as elders, it's our job. Our job is to pray into things and agree with them. Prophecy is a word of what's on Father's heart. There's always a crossroads. There is always a crossroads. We've stopped being taught how, how the, the prophetic uh, office and function and, and just the love and the blessings of understanding what Father wants to do because anybody who speaks anything is a false anything. It's because we're hurting and angry, guys. He's calling us to heal in this hour. He's raising up teachers. What's going to begin happening in this season, what's moving on, the time to heal, you're going to see increase and decrease. I said last year, hidden things are going to begin to be brought to light. We are seeing that all over our nation. I said that with the, the Trump administration coming into inauguration, hidden things would become being brought to light. And in these past two years, we are seeing that again and again and again. It's going to continue, and it's going to permeate the body of Christ. The teachings that are designed to keep us fearful and afraid and ashamed are going to begin becoming very unpleasant to hear. The body of Christ is getting weary. The next, this is the end, this is the end, this is the end. Guys, the end is going to come. It will not come before the body of Christ rides up and takes her place. It's not the season for it right now. It's the season to begin to heal and to do what we were meant to do when we came out of institutional religion was to move in power, in great love, in great intimacy. Guys, there is a clarion call. There is a call to repentance. It's to repent of the disillusioned, the lies that we are believing about who we are as God's children. Guys, the whole New Testament talks about we've been, we've been reconciled to Jesus Christ. We've been made the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5.21, Ephesians 1.4, Hebrews 10.10. 10. My website is loaded with them. I have pages on that where you could just get into the scriptures to, to let it minister to you. 
Guys, in Hebrews 5, 12 through 14, it says that elders are defined by their understanding of righteousness. There's not a lot of us talking about righteousness in this hour. We've turned to things that we know our audience wants to hear so that we can get a lot of followers and a lot of likes and a lot of shares on YouTube and on our blogs. God is not interested in this. His eyes are roaming, seeking, permeating over the body of Christ in this hour to see who will answer what's on his heart to come to great intimacy, to begin picking up what's on his heart, to remain faithful to what he has called us to do and called us to be and has called us to be invited into. So guys, um, let's recap this real quick. Going back to the 1990s, there, we were meant to be called out of religion and to come in to heal. For many of us, we have not. The shepherds that were meant to heal were so wounded and hurt that the authority God gave them to become the elders and teachers and, and, and shepherds that they were meant to be, that they weren't allowed to function in, in the institutional system, they themselves didn't heal. And they began gathering people to themselves to fulfill their own sense of identity and self-worth. Much of the body of Christ in that giant exodus in the last 30 years never healed. We never matured. We became bitter and scared. And, and as social media began to be birthed, which was meant to be a tool used to organically spread the message and to connect us and to get out of the institutional religion, instead we used it as a platform to begin propagating the most twisted, perverted doctrines. No accountability. Guys, there is a biblical accountability. It's not the unbiblical kind where we're beaten and made condemned and abused. There is a biblical accountability. I have a biblical accountability before God and before my brothers and sisters in the Lord. That's appropriate. The king, God's kingdom is a kingdom of order. You can't rule and reign with Christ in the age to come without accountability. But guys, what we're sharing is everyone wants to share everything with no sense of, of, of love, no sense of healing, so little discernment. And guys, for so many of us, we have things to share, but we're not letting the Holy Spirit deal with our hurts and wounds. 2019 is, is a continuation of what he's begun, carried through in 2018. There's a season of grace for in a very safe environment for us to grow. We will continue to be challenged. The lost will continue to be lost until you win them to Christ. We've somehow gotten this notion, God's so angry with the lost. Doctrines of demons, brothers and sisters. Doctrines of demons. We need to get into the Gospels. Get into what's on Father's heart. Guys, it's a time for our souls to heal. It's a time to gather, to build divine connections, divine relationships, to begin to seek Christ. And if you don't have someone, guys, begin sharing the gospel. Begin asking God to let you speak the word with signs following, just like Jesus said you would. Guys, I don't move in word of knowledge because I'm so spiritual. I hold God accountable to his word. And so when I meet a stranger, I say, God, give me something for them. Sometimes he won't. Many times he does. And I can just quietly, gently, minister Jesus to them. 
So if there isn't anybody to gather to you guys, find someone across the nation. There are people that dial in to fellowships from remotely and they get on FaceTime or they get on Skype or there's so many ways, guys. But please, I'm asking you to guard your hearts and your ears. What are you tuning in? Guys, the time to heal, to gather, to build great intimacy, you're going to see an increase and a decrease. You're going to see transference of kingdom authority and kingdom um, resources. And it's not going to be done with the billboard, guys. God is quietly just shifting and moving things in place during this safe time in which we are meant to stretch our spiritual muscles. We still need to be the light, guys. The lost are the lost. People that have a sense of their, who they're created to be, um, their identity and, and their genders and all these other issues, they're lost. They need someone to go share with them the good news. We won't be able to do it until we truly believe God loves us more than we can ever imagine. That's why we need to heal. I've watched many people the last 30 years die angry bitter, confused, broken Christians, just like they did in the desert. And I'm watching more and more believers. They get older, they're up. They're the older generation that were meant to be elders for this growing generation. Dying without ever really entering into the love and peace of God. Guys, that's not your calling. It's not what he has for you. There are those that are called to walk with the heart of God. They're out there, guys. They're not yet ready to be released. The body of Christ is not yet ready to receive them by and large. Guys, I'm just, a, I'm just, a, I'm just one small place as an elder in the body, just a forerunner to some small things. It's not about me or about you. It's about glorifying Christ and about walking in greater intimacy. We're all in this together. We all have our place. I understand my place. And I love you guys more than you'll ever know. And I love the lost more than many of you will ever know. But above all things, your Father loves you. He loves you. Guys, if this ministered to you, please share it with someone who's hungry. Share it with someone who's hurting, that's hungry for truth. Many of you reach out and feedback and, they, and you, court, you, you, you email through my, my website. Guys, if you know people that are hungry, Share whatever ministers to you. Let that light go. We're meant to mutually edify one another. Guys, there's no GoFundMes on my website. And I'm not saying anything about those that do. I just know my marching orders with the Lord. My motive is to point you to Christ. My motive, my place here on this earth is to share with you the love of God and to teach and instruct the ways of the kingdom and the ways of Father's heart and how to move in holiness as a byproduct of intimacy. You will never hear me endorse sloppy agape. It's not about our outward actions, guys. It's about what is our heart tuned into. You look at the men and women in the Old Testament that pointed to Christ, they were all saying the same thing. The message never changes. The words that the Holy Spirit speaks to any of us that are speaking is restoration back to Father's heart. That will never change. If all we're saying is repent, 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 and there is no message about what the heck we're supposed to do with that, guys, it's an immature word. It doesn't mean that we're not discerning things. It means we're not yet ready to speak. 
because we're still angry and wounded and hurting ourselves. And guys, Benjamin is a, is a, is a, is a wonderful, he's, he's an extremely close friend. He is my brother. And we pray together fairly regularly. Uh, we're overdue to connect. And one of the things that shares on his heart is, is when we talk how sometimes, you know, the body of Christ is not hearing. It's not about works. It's about returning the Father's heart. We have different ways of saying it. But we're all to point to intimacy with Christ. It is the goodness of God that leads us to change. Romans 2. So that's what he's doing in this season, guys. Now, there may be some timings. There may be brothers, dear brothers and sisters that I love with all my heart, and I know they love me. We may not agree on all things. We may not agree on the timing of all things. I'm sharing with you what the Lord has laid upon my heart. I'm sharing to you what he's doing. Um, you look back over some of the things I've shared and what I've done each year. I try to give at least two messages as to where we are tracking in terms of what the Lord is doing. I usually do this around December, January. I'm a little bit behind here because I had to address some other things first. But guys, God loves you. I'm going to be finishing up at this point. It is pouring outside now, so I'll get off before we lose connection again. Dorothy, thank you for always the privilege and the honor to share with the body of Christ. And guys, again, this minister to you, something pricked upon your heart, pray into it, share the good news. Let your light shine. Let a word of encouragement shine. Share it to people that you know are hungry. So God bless you guys. Dorothy, anything to share before we go? Just one thought is that a lot of times we misunderstand the parable of the prodigal son. The prodigal son is the lost. So if you put them in that position, it may help you be more compassionate. And I know I get annoyed with their behavior too. You know, it's just, how could you do that? You know, but that's what you've yeah. got to think. You've got to bring yourself back to putting them in your mind the way father feels about them. They're that prodigal son out in the pig pen. Yep. We need to pray them back. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys and Dorothy had on, on a wonderful point. We, we don't, we pick and choose what parables are going to read. We like to read about the foolish virgins. We write, like to hear about the, the wedding feast and those that are locked or thrown out. We don't want to talk about the sheep and goats. We don't want to talk about the prodigal son. We don't want to talk about the good Samaritan. We don't want to talk about the 99 sheep and the shepherd going after the one. Uh, we don't like to talk about um, Jesus forgiving the woman caught in adultery. Because, guys, we're not, we're not those that, are, that, that are, have a place to speak, guys, we love the Lord, but that doesn't mean that we're not wounded. And so many of us are sharing words to hurt and anger. And that will taint the message. Guys, I, I exhort you. I, I, I hate to use the word challenge, but, <laughs> but I do. I challenge us all. Get into the Gospels and read about Jesus revealing the heart of Father God. He was the perfect image and the express expression of his glory and nature. Praise God. I, I hope this um, ministers to you guys. I know that I've been getting amazing feedback the last few years as we've been digging in and the changes that are taking place. And I have more and more people reaching out to me all the time. How do I start a fellowship? What does that look like? It is not difficult. It is not at all. If you have any questions, you want to get into things, email me, please. It will take me some time. I get inundated with emails. I, there's no greater honor. 
Uh, so I'm not ignoring them. I'm, I'm getting back to them. It, it is, everything else is just passing time for me, guys. I work the long, hard hours I do so that I don't have to take uh, – in any way have to be concerned about sharing the gospel and teaching and discipling for any type of monetary need. Uh, it makes it very easy, easy for me to share my heart without any looking for anything in return other than to see God's children, to see your faces change as the light of God shines within you and his love rises like the sun, the morning sun, dawn rises in your hearts. It's, uh, <clears throat> that's what's on my heart. That's what God has placed in me before the foundations of the earth is to point the body of Christ back to Father's heart. It doesn't matter what we call one another. That's my place here. And I will do it until he takes me home or until I myself am martyred or no longer put up with. <laughs> you guys have a wonderful week. God bless you. I pray for all of you all the time. Have a great night, a great day whenever you're tuning in. For those of you not live, this has been uh, David Murray, Zeal for Your House, Dorothy Crothers on Blog Talk Radio. Have a wonderful evening. And Dorothy, thank you as always. Thank you, David. I'm going to hit the outro now. This has been Zeal Fear House. I'm David Murray, and I'm joined with Dorothy Carruthers. We were hoped that you were blessed by this week's broadcast. Again, if this was your first time, please stop by my website, at www.dwmurray.com. That's dwmurry.com for additional teachings and insights. God bless you, and until next time, please dare to accept the fact that your heavenly dad loves you deeply. wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contracts ever. And keep the phone a number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions.